0: Money, it affects our everyday life, but how do we make more of it, manage it, and make sure we make the most of our money? Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode nine of the Money Mindful podcast. Today we're going to be talking about superannuation and being future focused, doing things for our future selves. I wanna talk to you about this concept. I know that this topic is mainly Australian specific because I'm talking about superannuation in Australia and this isn't going to apply as directly to my international listeners. By the way, can I just say hello to you listening in France and the US and New Zealand and Germany and the UK and Malaysia? Wow, it blows me away the reach that we have with technology. I am so glad you are here with me today. Despite some of the specifics related to Australian superannuation, I think a lot of the concepts are applicable in general terms. So obviously you have to work out what applies to you. Before we get into it, Did you know that I have a Money Mindful Ladies Club? You can access it by going to the website at www.moneymindful.com.au. I send out a weekly email every Tuesday morning when the podcast releases. I keep you up to date with all things Money Mindful and include some special content that is just for the Ladies Club. I'd love you to be a part of that and I just wanted to let you know that that's available to you and you can easily access it by going to the website and opting in. I want to talk to you about the concept of being future focused and helping our future selves. I've been seeing this concept of your future self will thank you around a bit on Instagram lately and I've also listened to a podcast recently all about doing things for your future self and I'm really loving this concept. In some ways, I feel like I tapped into it before I even really became aware of it. Earlier this year, I think I mentioned in another podcast, I decided I wanted to do yoga teacher training for kids. As you know, I'm a school teacher, and I just thought, wouldn't that be amazing to be able to bring yoga into the school and teach it to the kids? When I enrolled in the course, in one of the first emails they sent out, they said, you really need to make sure you're up to date with your practice as this will help you with the course. Of course, I immediately thought, whoa, I need to up my game here, and I set myself a goal that was um, to do yoga every day in 2019. There's a little technique called the minimum baseline which I talk about in previous episodes and that explains what that concept is. So I won't go into it now but that helped me a lot to do the yoga every day. One of the things I found though is that in order to fit in yoga every day I had to get up before my kids. I get up early before my kids and I do the yoga before they wake up. I was finding that sometimes If I'd had a glass of wine with dinner, I found that it was harder to get up the next day early enough to do the yoga before my kids woke up. At night, in the moment, it was a habit to have a glass of wine with dinner because that's what we do to unwind, right? It's so ingrained into our culture. But my future self the next morning was certainly not enjoying the result of what my present self had been doing the night before. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a glass of wine, okay? Let's just get that clear. But getting up and doing yoga was more important to me than having a glass of wine on autopilot. I I was realizing this isn't actually fitting in with my life and this isn't serving me for the things that I wanted to achieve in my life for my future. So drinking a glass of wine was not helping me get the result that I wanted. So I started to just ask myself, how is this going to make me feel tomorrow? Is my future self going to enjoy the result of the action I'm taking now? And the answer most of the time was no. When I listened to myself and tuned in to what I really wanted, which was to improve my yoga practice, it was much easier not to give in to my spontaneous lizard brain and instead listen to what my future self wanted which was to wake up early feeling fresh. I've just been away for a weekend with my family. It was a planned getaway. I thought, right, I'm going to have a champagne and I'm going to enjoy myself with my family. And it was great. And I did that and it was very deliberate. The next day, I did feel a little fuzzy around the edges because I rarely drink anymore. But it was fine because it was planned and it didn't get in the way of doing yoga. The point I'm trying to make here is that I'm making decisions in the present that I want to do for my future self. I'm thinking of my future self like a valued friend that I want to help. I know this is a bit of a long story, but there's a point to it, so stay with me. If I look at my life now, all the great things that I have in my life, such as my job, I can look back to my past self and say, thanks. Thanks for making the tough decisions to change direction with your career and return to study to become a teacher. Thanks for doing the hard yards, moving back in with dad, living on a tight student budget, getting out of your comfort zone to take on a new career. It wasn't the best of times, but I'm sure I'm glad my past self did that for me because I'm enjoying the benefits of that hard work now. What helps me decide the actions I take in my life now is looking from the perspective of what my future self will thank me for. The way I like to think about the decisions and actions I take is what can I do to help my future self? What will my future self be thanking me for? Tapping into this concept is what I want you to think about when considering your superannuation. Superannuation is the money that we have sitting somewhere off in the background, We don't really think about it. Money goes in from our employer and then that money is what we are supposed to live off in retirement. Because retirement is so far away in the future, often I don't think about it, do you? I get a statement every six months and it's like, oh yeah, 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 that's my superannuation. But to have enough money to live off when you retire, you actually have to think about what money is going in there now. And that's what I wanna address with you today why it's important to look at your super now and also why you might wanna consider making extra contributions to it if that's something that's in alignment with your other goals. I wanna approach it from the angle that I think it's really easy to dismiss our superannuation, especially when you're in your 20s or even 30s. It's so far away. You're not even going to be able to access it for another 30 years or so. I'll be able to access mine in 25 years. So it's starting to get a little bit closer, but even then it still feels like this far off thing that I don't have control over. In actual fact, it's one of the biggest assets that we'll have and it's something that will provide for our future. So we need to look at it. Okay, the first thing I want to ask you to do if you haven't done it already or if you don't know this is, log on to your superannuation account and get familiar with your statements. How much money is being contributed every fortnight or every month from your employer? What fees are you actually paying? Fees play a huge part in your superannuation. If you're in Australia and you watch TV, you might know those industry fund ads that you see where one lady goes up the escalator and the other one doesn't move anywhere because it's to do with how much they're paying in fees. And by switching the balance of your super, you know, to the lower paying super fund, the balance of your super rises, My eyes glaze over when I see ads like that. But actually, when I started looking at some numbers and looking at some data and examined examples, how much you pay in fees actually makes an incredible difference on the money you have at retirement. Those ads are spot on. What you think sounds like not much is actually quite a lot. I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode when I was talking about shares, that when you're paying over 1% in fees for an investment, over a period of time, say 20 to 30 years, it makes a huge difference in the balance. So get onto your super and find out what your fees are. The lower, the better. And if you can't see what they are or work it out, just call them. All superannuation companies have phone numbers that you can call and ask these questions. The other thing about your super that you may not be aware of is the insurance cover inside your super. A lot of super just automatically puts you into their standard insurance. So there's life insurance and you can also get income protection in your super as well as total and permanent disability cover. It's definitely worth getting on top of what you're covered for in your superannuation and if you want to increase that cover or if you don't need it because you have insurance outside of your super. And what is your money invested in? They just put you in their standard general balance funds usually. So if you don't know what your superannuation is invested in, you need to find out. This is actually something that's really important. This is uh, what I want to address with you. I really want you to hear this. All these details about our super is the kind of thing that we push aside, right? It's like, yeah, 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 superannuation. I'll look at that one day. Or I don't understand it or whatever. Think of your future self as your very best friend that you absolutely love and care about and is the most important person. Make a decision today to something to do something for that person who is your future self. Honour yourself in that way. Take the time to get on top of your super. It doesn't actually take that much time. I don't want to bang on about things because I don't want to sound preachy, but you know what? You have the time and I can speak from experience. I don't watch much TV anymore. In the past, I used to watch it a lot. I'm the kind of person who could sit down and smash back a whole series of Game of Thrones in one day. You'll be amazed at how much time you have if you don't just come home and sit and watch TV in the evenings. There's hours, okay? Hours. This is how I create this podcast. Look, it's not just TV. Maybe you don't watch TV, but we can always find the time to do things we want to do do this for yourself. Take the time and look at it from the perspective of, I mean, from not from the perspective of, oh, I don't understand it or, oh, I should look at this one day. But from the perspective of self-care, this is me looking after myself. This is the money that's going to provide for me in the future. Think of someone in your life now who's in their 70s, Maybe someone in your family who is important to you and you want them to be looked after and cared for. And then put yourself in that place and think about that's going to be me. Do I wanna be do I wanna look after that person and make sure that they cared for and provided for? Do I wanna make sure they have enough money to live off and have a comfortable life in retirement without having to scrimp and save and not having to cut out Coupons from the supermarket magazines because you have to watch every penny that you spend. My nana totally used to do that. I guess I'm trying to give you a bit of tough love and just say that I think superannuation is this final frontier of finance. It's a a bit of a mystery and a bit overlooked and it shouldn't be. You should know about your superannuation. You should know what you're investing in and you should also know how much it costs This is what I want you to do this week. At the end of this episode, log on to your superannuation. If you're not on um, online super statements, get onto it. You can see what you're invested in. Usually there are a variety of funds you can invest in. They range from low risk to high risk. If you're really young, you can afford to be invested in 100% shares, which are the higher risk ones. But because you have the time to ride the ups and downs of the share market, they're not so bad to get into when you're younger and usually they give better returns over time. However, as you get older, you want to move your money to the lower risk funds as you don't want to experience the lows of the share market just as you're about to retire. You can change the funds that you're invested in within your super. This can usually be done online. It's usually pretty easy. I've done it a few times. When I was in my 20s, I had all my money invested in shares. Now I have almost all of it invested in shares, but I changed it for a period of time into a socially conscious fund because that was something that I was into. But then the superannuation (laughs) wrote to me and said, yes, this is a socially conscious fund, but we're actually deciding that we're not necessarily going to invest in socially conscious things in this socially conscious fund. So I don't know how that's supposed to work. The next thing you can do is contribute to your superannuation. You can put in money from salary sacrificing, which means you set up with your employer, or it might be with a third party that your employer uses. And what this means is money is taken directly out of your income before you have to pay tax on it. A very simple example, let's say you get paid a thousand dollars a week and you decide to put a hundred dollars a week into your super instead. Uh, Instead of being taxed on the thousand dollars a week you'd be taxed on nine hundred dollars a week that money is taxed at 15 percent that you put into your super so there's definitely advantages for that if you're earning a high income you can also put in contributions after tax it's as simple as making a bpay payment into into your fund there are benefits from doing either method i've done both of them if you're a low income earner with an income below fifty three thousand mums returning to the workforce part-time often are in this bracket, you can make an after-tax contribution to your superannuation and the government will make a co-contribution up to $500. It's called the government co-contribution. It's scaled depending on what you earn and how much you put in up to $1,000. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to find out more because this is such a good way to have extra money going into your super. And I don't know about you, but that's pretty good if you ask me. Not only are you looking after yourself by contributing to your super, you're also getting up to $500 from the government. So good. I've done this for the last couple of years since returning to work part-time. In the last five years, I've had two kids and was out of the workforce for three years. But guess what that means? No money was going into my super. And you know what? That makes a huge difference. This is why women have to pay attention to their superannuation because... So many of us take time out of the workforce because we have kids. Then when we return to work, often we return on a part-time basis, and this has a massive effect on our super. Now, there are things that you can do about this. Your spouse can make contributions into your superannuation. This is getting a bit more technical, and I don't know all the exact details, but it's all available on the ATO website, and you'd be able to get through to it through the link that I'll include about the co-contributions You can also make your own contributions as a teacher. If we meet our professional standards and goals, we are able to increment with a small salary increase. This year, mine went up about $50. Now I thought, you know what? If I just get that extra $50 in my bank account, it's going to get spent. I've been working on improving my superannuation and I thought, I'm just gonna salary sacrifice that. So I spoke to the business manager at our school I found out that I had to go through an external company. I contacted them and set it up over the phone to salary sacrifice that $50 a fortnight into my super. I don't even notice it because it comes out before I get paid. I did that pretty much straight away when my income went up and I just haven't noticed. In actual fact, I'm getting paid a little bit more because I'm getting taxed on that tiny bit less. So these are things to look into that are relatively simple to set up and can make a big difference to your super over time. All right. I think I've probably given you enough information for today. Let's go over the takeaways. So get familiar with your super fund. Find out what the fees are. Find out what insurance you are covered for and what the fees are for that. I'm going to do an episode in the future about insurances, so I'll address that in a little bit more detail there. Consider making extra contributions to your super. If you're earning above 50000 in your salary, um, salary sacrificing makes more sense, but there are other factors that come in here. You might be paying off some serious debt or you might want to pay down your house first. You know, that's something you have to decide for yourself. Finally, do this from a place of kindness and love and respect for yourself. Okay, sure, I agree. Looking into your super is not the most fun and exciting way to spend your evenings. However, your future self is going to love you for it. There's an amazing book called How to Be a Super Smart Woman New Strategies for Superannuation by Pauline Taylor. It covers all the information women need to know about their super. She has specific chapters for making your super work for you in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s and beyond. It's very informative and I think it's an essential read for all women. I've actually done a little write-up on the book that you can access on my website if you want to find out more specific detail on the book or get a link to what it looks like. So Pauline, if you ever listened to this episode, thank you so much for writing this book. It's women like you who we need in this world, supporting other women with information about helping themselves financially. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, friends, please leave a review on iTunes or any of the platforms that you are listening to. It helps others like yourself find the show and find out about it. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.